T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning and welcome to the morning briefing for Wednesday, December 6th. 2017. I'm your host, Eric Dane. Jake Hughes is your producer, and coming up on today's show, we'll speak with the American Legion about the National Defense Authorization Act, or NDAA. Specifically, we're going to find out what's in it, how it's going to affect the military, and what effect, if any, it'll have on veterans. Here's a hint yes, it'll affect a segment of the veteran population pretty heavily. And then Dale King of Doc Spartan is going to join us to talk about his veteran-owned company that's putting out an all-natural line of products to combat gym rot, workout funk, and a litany of other non-fatal but activity-related problems. Doc Spartan's out there doing what they can to help out anybody who's interested in a good all-natural salve, an ointment, a deodorant. There's quite a few things that Doc Spartan has out there. We're going to find out more about that idea, where it came from, where it's going, and how things are going for that vetrepreneur, Dale King of Doc Spartan. I wonder if people ever go up to him and be like, hey, you're Doc Spartan? He'll be like, no, 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 I'm Dale. Doc Spartan is just the name. <laughs> One of those things. Yeah, we'll find out when we talk to him later. But right now, we're going to find out how things are going with super producer Jake Hughes. Jake, how's it going this morning? Fantastic, Erica. Though I had to say, there's something inherently kind of gross about the word salve. Salve. It, yeah, it's kind of like the word moist in that it's yeah. it, it, it's a little disturbing, but not really clear why. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's one of those, there are certain words, and there's ones that just stick out to individuals yeah. more than other. Like, I don't like the word crunchy. Really? Crunchy. It, it, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like and there's a lot of words I don't like, actually. So, you know, we're sitting here. It's morning briefing. It's Wednesday. Hump day, as some people call it. Hump day? Yeah, there you go. Like that commercial with the thing in it. With the camel, yeah. Yeah, the camel. There you go. What causes a camel to have one hump or two, Jake? Uh, I think maybe the breed. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the right answer. Genetics. It's probably yeah. not anything more than that. But are there two? Hey, what do you call a three-humped camel? Uh, I don't know. What do you call it? Pregnant. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I learned that from a movie, so don't blame me too hard. <laughs> a movie a long time ago, I would imagine. Yeah, Actually, I think it, was, you... it was Zootopia that came out a couple years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. There you go. We've seen that movie quite a few times. That's on the Netflix, and my son liked it for a while, and now never wants to watch it again. Right now, we're on another Wreck-It Ralph kick. That's oh. what's been playing in my house. That's repeatedly. a good one. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. I got to uh, interview once um, Joe Latrulio. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but I guarantee you that if I showed you a picture of him, you'd know who he was. He's been in a million movies. He's on a bunch of TV shows, too. Currently, Brooklyn Nine-Nine He's uh, was one of the stars of that show, although I heard Brooklyn Nine-Nine was going away. I think they just had their their final season. I don't think they were picked up for next year. Uh, Joe Latrulio from like Super Bad. He was in that movie. He's been in a bunch of stuff. 
he was in Wreck-It Ralph, and I brought that up during the interview because that was the first time that my son got obsessed with Wreck-It Ralph, and I told him I would be interviewing one of the people from the movie, and I don't know if he really understood because he was only like, I don't know, three years old at the time, so he thought I was interviewing a cartoon, but uh, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty good movie, I gotta say, you know, overall. If you're a video game person and you grew up in the era that I did and you're a few years later than me, but that you did as well, you remember the days of... Like, the, well, for me, the Nintendo, the original Nintendo, everybody had it. And then one Christmas, my dad got me a Sega Master System. My mom got me. I had me, one of those too. Yeah, my mom got me the Nintendo and they weren't going to let me have both because why make me the happiest kid in the world, right? <laughs> my parents were already uh, uh, split up at the time. And um, I, I, because I think, I think maybe because like my, my dad had gotten that in Japan while he was on a trip over there or something. I don't know. I ended up keeping the, uh, the Sega master system and, uh, I got to tell you, it was just as good. Some of the games were even better than the Nintendo. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It just wasn't popular as popular as the Nintendo. Um, but that kind of became like, you know, I was a Sega guy. I never owned a Nintendo console until the Wii which I bought while I was stationed overseas out of sheer boredom. Yeah, I was a Nintendo guy all the way up until PlayStation came out. Then I jumped ships. Now now I'm a PlayStation guy. See, I went Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, PlayStation 1, uh, Xbox, and then Xbox 360 and Xbox One, and I have, I have no use for the PlayStation consoles. I don't like the controller. Um, I, I just I, And also uh, USA, you know? Microsoft, Redmond, Washington, baby. Just uh, it's just better better exclusives in my mind. But th- like I said, I've joined the uh, quote unquote PC master race. Yeah, recently. So yeah, you, getting- yeah, you you were talking about that buying uh, like a a prefab PC basically. And yeah. For people who don't uh, play video games, you can either go out and buy like just a regular PC, and it's probably not going to be able to run the top of the line games and run it at the uh, the top speculations, uh, the top specs. But if you go out and get one that's specifically made for it, you can either build it from scratch or buy one that's already made. And that's what Jake has done now. And uh, to his credit, since he's gotten it, he's still showing up to work on time. So yeah. how well, late do you stay up playing games sometimes? Oh, uh, later than I used to. <laughs> I, will, I will admit that. Dude, there was a time when I got out and got an apartment. So I stayed with my mom for a couple months. And then I was like, I need to get an apartment. I need to be, right. need to be on my own. Um, and, and then started college like uh, about a month after that, uh, well, two months, I guess. I think I moved in there in November, started classes in January from that, like November, when I moved in there to January, I was either traveling out to see my, uh, at the time girlfriend on Long Island or sitting at home and just like video games <laughs> all day and all night. And it was great because I didn't have anything to do. I was just a single guy. I was done with 13 years in the military. It was like. Yeah, I'll sit here and play NHL 2011 all night long. I don't care who's going to stop me. And uh, I, that's exactly what I did. And it was, uh, it was a nice little break. And then even later when I was in college, I always set up my classes so that I could stay up late at night playing games with my friends and stuff like that. Uh, now I have a, a five-year-old almost. He turns five in a, just over a month, a month and a week. Um, I, I don't have time anymore. <laughs> like yesterday I played a game of... Uh, I think the last, I like sports games, some of them, if they're good. NBA 2K15, I'm not even a big basketball fan anymore. Like, I used to watch a lot of it, not anymore. I played some last night and just played one game by myself, a single-player game, and it was great. And then when I was done with it, I liked, one of the things I like about the sports games as they've gone on is uh, how you get to do a career. It's almost like a role-playing game. Like, I've created me in this game, who is now a uh, NBA champion, an MVP, (laughs) two-time (laughs) all-star, 
uh, you know, defensive player of the year, like just dominant, dominant player. And I might be a little bit taller in the game than I am in real life. <laughs> I might be six foot five and jumping out of the building. But, um, you know, looking through the stats and all that stuff, um, it, it's it's a nice brain cleanser essentially like a palate cleanser for when you're dealing with stuff all day like i'm sending emails out all afternoon and looking at our our great website connectingvets.com which if you haven't checked it out yet today i highly recommend you go and do that um it's it's nice to be able to escape from it but man as you get more responsibilities (laughs) and families and stuff there's just less opportunity you know well that's one of the fringe benefits of being depressingly alone like i am oh all the video games i want that's 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 gonna change man it's gonna change i don't know how i don't know when but it's gonna change i'll take your word for it yeah there you go (laughs) and in the meantime just enjoy those games what are you playing currently uh right now i'm going back through dark souls 2 Ah, that's uh, one of the most difficult games that's ever been made. Yes. That whole series of games is incredible. It's not difficult. it's all, it's all about recognizing patterns and timing. Once you get that down, the game's pretty easy. Yeah, like if you're autistic, you're going to be really good at Dark Souls. <laughs> what are you you trying to say something? No. no. I'm not I'm not <laughs> capable of diagnosing anybody. I'm just saying that I've I've read stories on that where some people who are on the autism spectrum are particularly those who are somewhere like on the uh, you know, high functioning autism spectrum are good at that game because they start picking up on those little, little things. And, you know, I think that's where uh, it's, it's reminiscent of the old platform games like Donkey Kong, where there was a pattern to the way the barrels came down. You had to figure it out. But if you were to show like, you know, when my parents had an Atari, when I was a tiny little kid and my mom used to like to play this game where uh, you try to, I can't remember what it was called, but you tried to cross a drawbridge. There was a dragon shooting out flames and you had to jump over it. Uh, I can't remember the name of dragon quest or something like that maybe i don't know um they would barely recognize today's games like destiny 2 which is another one i've been playing recently although now i'm at the point where i was playing that one quite a bit after i first got it and i'm at the point now where i I read some of the the stories out there on it and i'm like yeah yeah i agree with the people who say there's nothing to do with the game after you get to a certain point (laughs) you're done people from back then would not recognize today's video games they think of video games and that's part of why i you know i think it surprises so many people that within the veteran community there's so many people who enjoy video games i've talked about the fact that i would go over to the german medevac uh, tent and play on a call of duty land while i was over in yeah. afghanistan yeah that's when i was deployed a lot of people would b- buy small tvs and have xboxes and playstation sent to them because like i said it's a good escape it's a yeah. way of after you go out for the wire, you go out the wire for 12 15 hours and you got to come back and do like three hours of maintenance and then you just come back you play a little video game and just unwind just escape from reality for a few for an hour or so yeah and you know i think when when older generations think of video games they think of like Donkey Kong, the L- old little Atari kids. games. Like, well, those was for kids or like a party game for drunk adults or something like that. I, to, when I try to explain it to, to people now who, who are older and don't get it, it's it's essentially like y- you're watching a movie, but you direct everything that ha- you control the character, the main character in the movie. That's what games have become. And yeah, they're fascinating. There are people who get a little bit too uh, wrapped up in them and do yes. to them. And uh, I saw some of that in the military. I remember, and you know what game it was that where I first saw this really? EverQuest. Oh, yeah. I remember MMO hearing about RPG. that. So a massive, it was the first, you've heard of World of Warcraft. Most people have. These games where you have hundreds of thousands of people playing within the same world and interacting with each other and with the game. And it's uh, it's usually set in some sort of fantastical world. 
I was in Iceland when EverQuest came out and we had an engineer who was constantly playing it. I mean, he slept. I don't know when he slept. He didn't sleep for like weeks at a time. So he was just playing this game. And that was when you first saw people like, what are you doing, man? Like what, why, what, what's the payoff? Do you get money from it? No. Do you get anything tangible from it? No, I just like it. Yeah. And he'd start showing up late to work. And yeah. <laughs> when I was stationed in South Korea, in Korea, they have, uh, there's a game called Starcraft, and they have competitive leagues. Like, per- there are people whose profession is playing Starcraft, and they actually win cash prizes. It's like people who make a living gambling, yeah. like professional poker players. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty fascinating, but, you know, there's, there's, it's an interesting world, and it's one that, for whatever reason, it surprises people like, oh, I figured, you know, you were in the military. Uh, I figured you wouldn't be into stuff like games. I figured you'd be into like, I don't know, important dark stuff. Yeah. Like, no. Dude, Drinking games. beer and shooting guns. Games are fun. You know, I, I shoot my guns digitally more often than anything. Yeah. Else. You know, that's <laughs> the best way to do it. All right. Taking a look around the world of news as we've moved off this weird video game tangent that we got <laughs> onto. The Navy, my Navy, has unveiled a new slogan, Jake. Oh, yes, they have. So when when I was a kid, I'm trying to remember. Well, I remember, be all that you can be. Get an edge on life in the Army. And then if it was a commercial for the reserves, it would be, be all that you can be. Get an edge on life in the Army. Reserves. They'd throw that word. <laughs> just throw that day. last yeah, word in there. they just flopped it in there. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the... Old Navy slogans, accelerate your life. Yeah. That was stupid. Um, a global force for good. That that was the most recent one from 2009 to 2015. Uh, also stupid. I didn't like, I really didn't like any of them. I, I, I don't think that they've had uh, good slogans. And I think that goes for every branch of service except, except for the, the Marine Corps. Because the yeah. army of one thing was just, I remember when that came out and every soldier I knew was like, the hell is that about? I army know. of I, one. I went, I went through three slogans. The first was the army of one. And that made no sense because you don't do anything alone in the military. But I did like the, the tagline of that. I am an army of one and you can see my strength. I kind of like that. The second one was army strong, which... Got a lot of hate because of the theme song that da, 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 da. we use that we parodied that a lot and then the newest one is the army team which is the opposite of army of one but still sounds stupid yeah I'm not even familiar with that one I mean army of one was one like I remember when they switched that one oh it's not just a job it's, it's an, an adventure. adventure that was an old navy one yep there was apparently one back in the 70s I'm reading right now called. Uh, be someone special. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, live the adventure was another one. Apparently that the Navy did. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that one. Uh, let the journey begin. I remember that one. You are tomorrow. You are the Navy that I don't recall. That's like 1988. You and the Navy full speed ahead. That's the one when I was in high school, uh, that one. And then let the journey begin came back again, accelerate your life, a global force for good. Um, the, the ones with, uh, what was it, Keith David yeah. doing the, uh, the ads. Who a I actually, global force for good. Yeah, I actually ran into him. Uh, I was up for a conference at Commander Navy Recruiting Command. Really? Yeah. So he was doing a tour of it. I don't believe, I don't remember. Maybe he actually, I don't think he actually did the voice recordings at Navy Recruiting Command. I don't think they had a studio there. I'm, I'm fairly certain they didn't in Millington. But he was there, and, and just briefly, we were like, and you know, cool guy that didn't really talk to him. He's like, Hey, uh, good to see you. And then just continued walking on. But 
those commercials, you know, with the, with, the, with the line, if somebody wrote a book about your life, would anyone want to read it? I was like, yeah, I don't know. Probably not. That's <laughs> like, it's like, well, n- no, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one would run. And, and he, you know, he great voice, great voiceover. So they've done good in their presentation. The Navy's had some good commercials over the year, like the Navy SEAL footprint one. It's where you see the, the waves kind of coming up under the, uh, the moonlight. Then the waves come up and a cloud blocks the moon and then the cloud moves away and you see the waves still moving. And now there's footprints coming up onto the sand because, you know, SEAL Team 3 popped out of the water while, you, while the cloud was blocking the moon and all that stuff. Um, you know, the, some of the ads good, but the Air Force aim high. That was another one where like, mm. I, I understand what they were going for there, but that just, it, it was too easy to, to joke about and make fun of the Air Force. Like, hey, you going into the restroom? Aim high, all that stuff. You know, you just you'd be able to throw it at them for anything. Like if if they didn't do well shooting on the range, you'd be like, "That's okay. It's not your fault." The Air Force has been telling you to aim high. You know, there's so many things. The Marine Corps, though, yeah, they who, they win. Whoever, and I I don't know. And this is something that I'm kind of surprised. I I never thought to look up. I don't know who their advertising company is, or if it's all internal. I doubt it's internal. Most of the branches have their external stuff. But maybe it is. Maybe that's the difference between them and others. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, um, that I just think real quick. That's the 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 real strength of the Marine Corps is that they have kept the same slogans and the same uniform for years. Whereas the Army switches uniforms every like three or four years. The the iconic dress blues of or dress blacks, whichever it is, what you call it, of the Marine Corps. Oh, they're, yeah, blues. Yeah, they're iconic. Yeah, they are. And uh, you know some some of their. Uh, commercials also i mean we all make fun of each other well it's yeah what we do i did some of it yesterday out in the room uh and, and i don't think the i don't think the people i was doing it with really understood where it was coming from is it was kind of making fun of the coast guard which is something that listen man i'm an old sailor we make fun of the coast guard i understand the importance of the puddle coast pirates guard. yes i mean they are an impressive group and you know they're they're intimidating because each one of them is is at least six foot one you know, you meet somebody in the Coast Guard and they're all over six one, and you see something like that and you're like, wow, these guys are huge. And then you realize that's just a requirement in case their boat sinks so that they'll be able to walk home. And you've got, you know, you realize maybe it's not that intimidating. It's, yeah. just, it's just a height thing. <laughs> and of course, that's just a joke as well. Um, but with the Marine Corps, th- we joke around with like, you know, like, oh, why'd you join the Marine Corps? Did you want to fight dragons with a flaming <laughs> sword? Or like, what? You know, some of their commercials are a little over the top, but... Their target audience, man, that's the way to be. The they few, the proud, up. the Marines, all that stuff. Yeah. The, oh, they love it. They love it. And, you know, the, I think one of my favorite Marine Corps commercials is a recent one where they're kind of in the desert and they're running towards, they're, they're running and it's people are running away from the sound of battle and the Marines are running towards it. Dude, I've seen that in person. That, that's real. The Marines are like, you ever see the pictures of the guys in uh, Helmand Province I think it was specifically, and there was a uh, combat outpost somewhere in Helmand Province and Marines ran and it came under attack at a point where I guess a bunch of people were using like the showers and the head, the restroom, whatever. And you've got this picture of people in like their underwear and Kevlar, basically like up on the line, ready to go up on the wall. Um, You know, that's the Marine Corps thing. But yeah, these slogan things. Here's the Navy's new one. We've talked about slogans without talking about the actual new one (laughs) forged by the sea. And when someone said that out loud to me, I laughed. So, yeah, as a former sailor, Eric Dame, what do you think of the slogan? Well, I spent, out of 13 years in the Navy, I spent a grand total of three years on ships 
And the majority of those three years were spent either in dry dock or sitting at a pier. Like I, I didn't, I don't have much sea time to be quite honest about it. Um, it made me laugh when I heard it because <laughs> just the, the literalness of forging something like it, you forge metal, you need like cast iron to forge. Yeah. So, you know, you, you put it in a forge and you put it in there forged by the sea. Well, the, the sea is this liquid constantly yeah. moving thing. So if it's, you're trying to forge something with it, you're going to end up with just nothing essentially. So that's why it made me laugh when I first heard it. I get what they're doing. They're like, we're created by the sea. Okay. And it forged is a much stronger word that you're trying to get out there for everything. I, I don't like it, but then again, you know, it's not targeted at me. I'm not one of these young people that they're trying to recruit. They did that. They did that 20 years ago with me. <laughs> they got the job done, although they didn't really do anything. I knew that I wanted to go into the military and it was going to be the Marine Corps or the Navy. Um, I wanted to go into the Marines, but I passed the spelling test. Whoa. Yeah, you, you could count past 10 without taking your shoes off. <laughs> uh, of course, we kid. We kid because we love our fellow sea service brothers, the Marines. Um, you know, I don't know how much of a difference this makes. They are, as we talk about uh, in just a little bit. We've already spoken to the American Legion. We're going to play that interview with you. There's going to be a spike in the number of recruits brought in. So this is a... I guess a big deal to them because, you know, the, if you're looking for more people, you want to get the best ones and they're in competition. The people who are going to go into the military tend to be coming from the same overall group and it's who gets who. Now, of course, there are different restrictions, you know, for certain jobs in the Navy. Like if you want to be a nuclear technician, your ASVAB score needs to be crazy high. Uh, and there's really no job in any of the other services that where you, you need that kind of a, they're, they're pulling from slightly different parts of the pool of people uh, in specific cases. But in general, they're looking for your average uh, high school student or post high school student who's looking for a job and now they're going to be looking for more of them. So this is going to be, this is a battle, you know, the Navy wants to make their numbers. The army wants to make their numbers. Now I've worked in recruiting and people will say like, well, you know, the Navy doesn't have a quota. No, the Navy doesn't have a quota. What the Navy has is goals. And if you don't reach the goal, that's not good for you. It's not good for your career. So is it a quota? No. Yeah. That's the thing about recruiting is it can be good for you, but if, if you're, if you don't do an excellent job, it can ruin your career. I got to recruiting in 2005 as a uh, petty officer first class, E6. So fa fairly new petty officer first class because I made it, yeah, I made it about a, like six months before I got there or something like that, six, eight months before I got there. And when I got there, there was a young sailor who was a petty officer second class who was an amazing recruiter. This is how good recruiting can be for your career. He at that point had been in for... I think four or five years and was a damage controlman. So a firefighter in the Navy, essentially he cross rated, which means switched to a new job to Navy career counselor, CRF career recruiter. So as a second class, he switched over to that. By the time I left that command three years later, this E five was now an E seven, a chief petty officer in the United States Navy. Wow. Oh yeah. He had made it up quickly. And now uh, so that was 2005 to 2008 when I left. I just found him on Facebook the other day, or he found me. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, he is a master chief now, so he's an E9. And he has, let's see, I would be hitting 20 years right now. He was at least three years behind me. He is an E9 with 16 years in the Navy, maybe? 15, 16? That's incredibly fast. And it's because, I'm telling you right now, guy was the most amazing recruiter I've ever seen. And he did it without 
any of the shadiness that some people associate with recruiters. He didn't lie to anybody. He didn't promise anybody anything they weren't going to get. He was honest with them. He was forthright, and he just knew how to prepare people and get them in the right mindset where they were going to show up to MEPS on that day when it was time to go. They were going to be where they needed to be. They trusted in him. Some recruiters would get people like they'd be waiting for him to show up to get on that bus to the airport. They never showed because they weren't prepared. They were they were worried about something. This guy made sure that his recruits were never concerned about anything, and that's why he's a master chief at like 15 years in the Navy or something like that. I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. When you think about E9 that fast, usually you're not making E9 in the Navy until you're well past 20 years in the Navy. You're going to be at your you know, 22, 23-year point at least uh, to get there. But, yeah, this guy looked him up, saw the pictures, and was like, that is the least surprising fast promotion <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. But we'll see. You know, maybe I can reach out to him and say, hey, what do you guys think of this new uh, slogan? Of course, he's a career recruiter, so he's going to he's gonna. Oh, know. I love it. He's gonna, oh, yeah, this is great, and here's why it's great. And he's going to be able <laughs> to tell me. So, I mean, he's a master chief. It's what the guy does. But new slogans, I don't know how much of an effect they have. But one thing that they do is draw attention, media attention. So now people who happen to be coming across uh, news stories, they'll see, oh, hey, the Navy changed your slogan. You know, maybe I should think about the Navy as a job. So whether the slogan works or not, the fact that it exists, that's a net positive. Also, just in time for the Army-Navy game. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's coming up in just, what, three days from now. Yep. We've got those uh, Blue Angels versus 10th Mountain Division. That's what the uniforms are. Hmm. All right, stick around. We're going to talk to the American Legion about the National Defense Authorization Act right after this. Helping military veterans stay connected. We make it easy. We're CBS Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting vets every day. Online and all over social media. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at ConnectingVets. Oh, that's a good one. Good song. <laughs> Welcome back to the Morning Briefing, Wednesday, December 6, 2017 edition. You know, in that little promo, they talk about our website and our social media. We are at Connecting Vets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, the big four. And, of course, the website is ConnectingVets.com. Connecting Vets every day is what we do. And there's a couple recent stories on there that I think more people need to know about because it's become apparent from the response that we've gotten and from all the shares that the stories have gotten on Facebook in particular, a lot of people don't know about these two things. And those two stories are the fact that your new VA ID card is ready for you to order, or I should say apply for. That's right. There's a new VA ID card that you will be able to get as a veteran with either a general or honorable discharge. You can find out the details about how to go about getting it, why you might want to go about getting it, what the card actually does by checking out connectingvets.com. You'll find the story there, there. And then the bigger one, TRICARE. That's the insurance that covers many of our retirees, many of our active duty family members. There are wholesale changes coming to, well, maybe I shouldn't say wholesale. I guess that's the wrong word. There are major changes coming to TRICARE on January 1st. And it turns out most retirees don't even know that there are any changes coming. And the ones who do, don't seem to know the specifics of those changes. We talked to the VFW about their survey that brought that information to light. 52% of veterans who the VFW contacted in this survey and that responded, 52% of the respondents had no idea there were changes coming to TRICARE. 
something like 88% of those eligible for TRICARE Prime as retirees didn't know that their co-pays were going to be going up after January 1st. So this is big stuff. It's important stuff, and you can find it at ConnectingVets.com. So check it out, and again, follow us on social media, at ConnectingVets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the YouTubes. Our next guest is someone that we're actually welcoming back to the show. But let me ask you a question out there, dear listener. Have you ever gotten done with a workout, or even worse, been in the middle of one, and realized there was some unpleasantness, shall we say, going on? Maybe you've got a rash developing, and if you've never had to deal with that, I know you've once or twice at least realized you were a little less fresh than when you started. That's a nice way of saying that you stink. Hey, we all do. Stinking is what people do when they get active like that. Rashes are things that happen to people. But you know what's great about the modern era? We don't have to wait until it goes away on its own or use some unproven cure like a mixture of goat urine and oatmeal you buy from a traveling salesman. That's totally going to make a fungus go away and is not an absolute ripoff. Now, today we have a wide variety of solid, useful products to deal with those issues. And while the biggest names that you've probably known for decades are coming out of the massive corporations, there are some interesting grassroots companies that are carving out their own turf in that business. Perhaps my favorite one of those is a veteran-founded company that's been featured on Shark Tank and on this very show before. They've had success building something from nothing. I'm speaking, of course, of Doc Spartan, and their founder, Dale King, joins us now on The Morning Briefing. Dale, good morning, and welcome back to the show. How are you today? I am wonderful. I just got done actually drinking some goat urine with my oatmeal this morning. <laughs> well, listen, if you're going to drink it, that's one thing. Just don't use it as, you know, like a topical cream. That's all I'm saying when we talk about that. So <laughs> I agree, my brother. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Now, we had Dale on in the early days of the morning briefing. A lot of changes to our show since then. Some changes for his company since then. But to refresh people who might not remember that interview, Dale, let's just talk a little bit about you and your military service. So tell Tell us about Dale King. Where is he from? When did he join? And what did he do while he was in the service? I am uh, I'm a proud son of Southern Ohio, a small town called Portsmouth. Uh, born and raised here and then and went away. Uh, became a commissioned officer in the U.S. Army from 03 to 07. I was a military intelligence officer, and I had the, I had the fortunate pleasure to be assigned to 10th Special Forces Group. Um, so I spent uh, OIF 3 and 4, uh, deployed with those guys. Got out in 07 and uh, moved back to my small town here here in southern Ohio and uh, started working as a government contractor uh, and, and quickly figured out that wasn't exactly fulfilling. And uh, from there, in around 2010, opened up a small, small warehouse gym called PSKC. And from there, went on to found uh, with my Army buddy a, a nonprofit organization called Team Sum Assembly Required. And eventually, uh, with another partner, Renee, Renee Wallace, in 2015, we opened up a, a very tiny company called Doc Spartan, uh, where we specialize in making all-natural personal care products to include uh, a first aid ointment, deodorants, soaps, stuff for your beard, and a, and a host of all other kind of goodies. You know, when you talk about the gym, Dale, that uh, PKSC, which I believe that's a CrossFit gym that you started, right? Yep, it's a it's a CrossFit gym, and uh, we've been we've been open for uh, going on seven years now. Now, you having that business prior to Doc Spartan, I need to ask, 
was the stench that was coming off of some of your some of your clients at the gym and some of the things they were dealing with that you saw firsthand or that maybe you were dealing with was some of that part of the uh, you know the initial idea for the Doc Spartan all natural creams and ointments and deodorants and all that stuff is that where it grew out of? That's uh, yes, I I, I kind of use the euphemism. We we work in an active lab, so um, we we can we see a wide wide range of. Uh, stuff that doesn't work uh we see people kind of getting mixed cut scrapes and wounds all the time from uh from charging hard in the gym and uh and also you know from the nonprofit, we our our nonprofit works with uh, adaptive athletes so men and women who've uh, lost their arms or legs uh, whether in combat or in accidents we work with both veterans and civilians who still compete in, in fitness-based competitions so we, we'd watch these guys like just completely get after it and uh, where their um, prosthetic or where their limb fits into the prosthetic, they can get really nasty uh, rashes and tears. Oh, yeah. And um, my partner in the gym, uh, she was a member at the time, and she was specializing in making just uh, handmade all natural lotions and selling them to the female members in our gym. And from you know dealing with the adaptive athletes and seeing the stuff that was happening on the gym, I said, you know. Is there a way that we can we can come up with a first aid, an all natural first aid ointment to kind of help these guys out? And uh, she went to her kitchen and um, we had about four or five different uh, prototypes, and we just you know passed them all out and to the people in our gym and said, hey, just please let us you know test this out. And uh, you know from there we we found the one that worked the best, and and that became uh, our combat ready ointment. And it's a very cool story, too, the fact that, you know, you've, you've talked about uh, your history as an Army intelligence officer, but Renee, who was your partner that started this off with you, she actually has some ties to the military as well, doesn't she, Dale? Yeah, she, uh, her, hus- her husband at the time was a, uh, was a Kyla pilot, so he was an attack helicopter pilot, and uh, he had spent a couple deployments to Iraq, and Renee has uh, three children that um, at the time were all under the age of uh, seven. So she was uh, she was an army wife, um, stay at home mom, and she had always experimented with uh, with all natural all natural creams and lotions uh, because she didn't want to use any chemicals on her kids or herself. Um, so kind of in parallel, we had these very similar backgrounds, and then we met met through the gym, and and uh, we she she came over. This was twenty summer of twenty fifteen. Um, she lived right down the street. She came over, and we we sketched out a. Uh, quote unquote business agreement. Um, we know split everything down the middle 50 50. She was the, she's basically the chief scientist and I handle all sales and promotion. And um, it's been a crazy ride since then. And of course, we're speaking with Dale King, co founder of Doc Spartan, along with Renee Wallace, who is a, a former Army wife. So, military connections for the two people at the top of this organization. And you talked about how, you know, she's kind of the brains behind the operation. You're more the beauty, right? And we saw that when you were on Shark Tank in those glorious Stars and Stripes shorts that I think kind of stuck in some people's memories. So, you know, going on national TV on Shark Tank, which uh, you're a little bit removed from now, when you look back mm-hmm. on that experience, how beneficial do you think that was for you as a business? Oh, it, it was it was the single best thing we've uh, done for our business to date. Uh, the national exposure, the increase in just uh, uh, people having our name fresh in their mind. Um it, it was insane. Uh, this company was never started to uh, 
to be big or, you know, we just kind of wanted to, you know, sell in house. And then if anybody else wanted to, we'd ship it to them. Um, put it this way in, in the year before shark tank, we, we did a total of 2000 orders and within five days after the episode aired, we had already processed 4,000 orders. So we doubled sales in a matter of five days after shark tank compared to the previous year. So it was, it's been, it's been nuts. And that's something that I think a lot of people wonder when we hear about businesses like you guys or Eli from Bottle Breacher who've gone on to Shark Tank is within the five days you see a, bit, a huge uptick in business. That makes sense. But is there also uh, just kind of a continuation? Is that maintained at a higher level than it was before you went on the show? Well, that's, that's where, uh, you know, it's like I, I tell people <clears> – <throat> You win the Super Bowl once, and you you get to enjoy it probably for that summer, and then you go back to work trying to figure out how you can you know get back get back in the championship. Uh, and you know I think for a lot of people they they see that as oh well you know you're you're um, you're going to be sitting in high cotton the rest of your life, and that's that's not the fact at all. It was right. a great spike, uh, but then you've got to go back to work and you've got to figure out how to uh, stay on top of that engagement and continue sales and and um, take take the biggest advantage you can from from being on the show right that's, you know that's currently where we're at right now right and one of the ways that you're doing that is that you know along with doc spartan the combat ready ointment the, the triple threat that's kind of where this all originated and the first thing you came up with you guys have expanded to having a few more products that are available to people uh since the business started tell us a little bit about those i mean i'm a bearded guy and you guys even have something for bearded people like me right Right. So we, we've got something, we got a little something for everyone. Um, our, our, like you said, our product line started with the combat ready ointment. And then, um, just through social media, we, you know, we would just say, Hey, what do you, what would you guys like to see us make? Um, you know, as a, as a guy, I know what I would like. Um, and a, a couple of the products were just, you know, stuff that I would use. And so we start, we, we branched off into an all natural deodorant called armpit armor to kind of help uh, fight that funk that we were, that we were uh, witnessing firsthand in the gym. Um, and then we have a full line of beard care products and something that's really taken off um, is, is our female line. Um, we, you know, we have a whole, what we call our badass chick line. Uh, it's, it's, de- it's shower scrubs, deodorants, lotions, um, stuff for stuff for the females and the moms in our life. Um, we, you know, we've got a little, little apparel line as well. And uh, in 2018, we'll be coming out with uh, first aid ointment for pets. So it's it's a continual, you know, it's just like being in the military. You can't you can't rest on your laurel, laurels just because you got you know a ranger tab or a special forces tab. Um, the real work starts after you get that. So we're we're continually trying to push forward, innovate, and evolve, and uh, it reach new markets. We're speaking with Dale King. Dale is the co-founder of Doc Spartan, a company that puts out all natural products to help deal with some of that that gym funk that you might get there, as well as, you know, the kind of rashes and things that develop when you're working out. Idea kind of emanated from Dale first being the owner of PSKC CrossFit out there in Ohio and uh, partnering with Renee Wallace, who is a veteran spouse. So her, her husband was uh, an Army helicopter pilot. Now, Dale... How important do you think it was or how beneficial do you think it was that your partnership and, and your partners specifically, you both have this this kind of shared background of understanding the military. Has that been a benefit as far as growing the company, as far as working together? I mean, do you think things would be going as well if you weren't working with a former military spouse? 
No, not at all. Um, I, I'd say that's, that's a huge that's a huge key to our success, and, and it's because um, she knows where I'm coming from as far as uh, my work ethic as a veteran, and she and she we both understand that you know it's the mission of the company that's always going to come first, um, no matter what. Like so, there's going to be early mornings, there's going to be late nights. Um, we're gonna we're gonna work to to get the job done because that's all we know. That's all we know as a veteran, and that's. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the the army the army spouses have a way more difficult job than that than the actual veterans themselves. Um, so that's you know it's a solid point. I've never really looked at it that way, but um, it's it's great that we have that that shared understanding and um, that we, we're always going to get the job done no matter what because we don't we don't understand that that failure is an option. Right. And I think that there's some truth to what you just said about the military spouses having a more difficult job, because when you're in the military, there's somebody telling you what to do. There are you know standard operating procedures for everything that you do, essentially, in the military. The military spouse kind of have to work their way through it on their own. Yeah, there's support things in in place for them, but really they are forced to adapt and overcome to uh, some unique circumstances uh, for themselves. So, yeah, definitely a very uh, interesting combination there of an Army veteran in Dale King and a former Army spouse in Renee Wallace. Of course, I joked before about her being the brains and Dale being the beauty. Uh, she's both the brains and the beauty. Dale's just a good yeah, set. <laughs> yeah, I had to get something in there somewhere, so that's, uh, that's where that came from. Although you did work out well with the, uh, again, your appearance on Shark Tank, one of those things that stuck out to people were the Stars and Stripes shorts, the Ranger panty, the Stars and Bars right. Ranger panty that you were wearing, and you're actually now selling those on the website as well. So obviously those caught on a little bit with the people who, who saw you on the show, I guess. Yeah, there was, um, the, the, the story behind that is, you know, once we kind of went through this casting process, um, you know, they were adamant that you should make a good impression on your casting video. So I'm like, well, all right, we're going to get one shot at this. So I threw on the, you know, the stars and stripes Ranger panties and they called back and said, all right, you're in, but <laughs> if you're going to come, you've got to wear those shorts. And I was like, okay, ha ha. That's, that's funny. You know, sure. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're only going to do this. If you agree to wear those shorts on TV. So I was like, all right, well, no big deal. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. And, um, it turned out to be one of the best things we could ever do because, you know, through eight, you know, going on nine seasons now, um, you kind of get, you can get lost in the shuffle there, but everyone will remember the shorts. And, um, from that, we actually, we, we made a, uh, we licensed with the company that actually made those shorts and we were able to develop our own unique, we actually have subdued ones now. And the the subdued Ranger panties and the American flag Ranger panties are some of our top selling items on the on the <laughs> website. So it worked out worked out pretty well for us. Yeah, I have at least one cousin who I guarantee when I show him that those are available, he'll be wearing them next Fourth of July. <laughs> Every Fourth of July and Memorial Day, he's got to uh, get out the uh, the stars and stripes on everything out there. Yep. So, yeah, I think you may be selling another pair when he hears about this on there. So, you know, it, when we talk about selling things, of course, we're coming up on. Uh, we're not even coming up on, we are in the holiday season, the holiday shopping season. So, you know, as a small business owner, Dale, how important is the holiday season for you? And what are you guys trying to do to take advantage of the fact that people are out there looking for gifts for, uh, for their loved ones? I mean, it's uh quarter four for a, an e-commerce business is, is where you make, where you make your bread and butter. And uh, it might sound like I know what I'm talking about now, but I can assure <laughs> you every business venture I've been involved with, 
I had zero business experience going all the way from the gym to Doc Spartan and uh and just just from having having guys like Eli and, and Griff from Combat Flip Flops around to kind of guide me through this process it, it's tremendous but it's huge um and it's you know it's kind of unfortunate in a way because a lot of people holidays should be time spent with family and friends but for us it's it's our busy season and we've got we've been doing everything we can to to make sure the website's ready to go and make sure everything's as easy um, for the for the customer to buy something and, and what what we've done is we have a whole section on our website just dedicated to to Christmas gifts and we've we've bundled a bunch of our top selling products um, because for, if you're a guy like me I just need to somebody needs to tell me to buy something I don't want to I don't I got time to search and figure it out so we've got we've got the best Christmas bundle you can get for your wife and we've got the best Christmas bundle you can get for your husband. And they're all there, you know, we've got a separate page on our website for it and it's just super easy to get. And, uh, we, we kind of feel it's one of the best gifts you can get somebody on your Christmas list this, this year. How different is it, Dale? And we're speaking with Dale King, co-founder of Doc Spartan, who make a variety of products for men and women, uh, kind of hygiene and care products for those who are living an active lifestyle how important is it, Dale, and how different is it for you to have, I mean, well, how should I phrase this question? I guess to say, how long did it take you to start figuring out the business aspect of it, realizing how important the holiday, say, holiday season is, how important it is to, to find a way to package things to people? I mean, is that a long, arduous process, and how would you recommend other people go about it if they're looking at starting up their own business? Well, it it can be a long process, but it's, it's one of those things is, you know, it, and that's where my background as an intelligence officer really helps in, in the, in the business side is, okay, well, you've got to spend time understanding your target, researching your target and, and knowing everything you can. So, um, it, unfortunately I can't watch as many football games as many, uh, movies as I'd like, because now that time is spent reading books, researching online, learning all I can about, you know, social media marketing and, and all this, uh, all the stuff that may not be uh, as sexy as it once was when I was in the military. Um, but you know, that learning curve can be steep, but you just got to spend time, you know, your own time re- reading all about it because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, any, any true knowledge is, is self-taught. And then you start learning, understanding these concepts. And the good thing about, good thing about the internet is you can develop an idea and then test it to the market that same day. Um, so it's just a matter of constantly um, being creative, coming up with new ideas, and then not being afraid to test them and re- you know refine them as you go. When people look at the success that you've had, look at you know you've been able to appear on Shark Tank, you've been able to expand your product line and find things that people are interested in and carve out your own niche in battling against really uh, you know these these large companies that are that are doing similar things. You know, I, I think they would wonder what advice someone like you would have for that person who's out there and what, what places you think you'd point them to, to try and find some, uh, some help, some assistance, some guidance when it comes to starting a company. So uh, what are the answers to those questions, Dale? It's it, my biggest thing I tell people is it's an overall mindset. We, we believe our, you know, our saying in our company is, you know, every, every morning that we wake up, we're one day closer to death. And, and so we need to focus on everything we can do today to live the best life that we can right now. Um, and, you know, actually our, our, our investor, Robert Hershevik just posted something yesterday, uh, where he said there's over 250,000 applications 
uh, a year that go into the shark tank process and only 150 of those actually make it to the show. Um, in a way, I'm glad I didn't know those odds going into it um, <laughs> because that may have, may have deterred me. Um, but it's, it's just a mindset that, you know, you, you got one life and uh, you're already winning by the fact that you're here walking the earth. Uh, so don't be afraid to go out there and, and try new things. And you've got to be aggressive in the fact, you know, of how you search and acquire knowledge and just don't be afraid to, to, to make an impact with the one life that you got. What's the most important thing that a small business owner and a veteran small business owner specifically uh, can do, particularly, you know, finding that balance. I think some people struggle with where wanting to, uh, you know, maybe not feel like they are abusing their veteran status and trying to promote their company and and towing that fine line and keeping everything, uh, as they would say, legit. I mean, how have you worked with that? I I think you've done a very good job of it. What's the framework you've operated within as far as, you know, uh, limiting uh, how how people might see you trying to take advantage of your veteran status, I guess. Right. I mean, like the, your veteran status is the same as if you are a Harvard MBA graduate. It's the same as if you're a former NFL player. Um, it's, it's an opportunity to open a door, but that's not, that doesn't define you as a person or a company um, that, you know, that's going to get you, that'll be able to cast some light upon your company. But at the end of the day, uh, you have to have a good product. You have to have good service, and you got to be. You got to have awesome customer service. Um, I don't have a problem. Um, you know, we're very we're very bold in the fact that you understand our company is veteran owned, and we we hand make our products in the small town America um, because that's that's the three little that's the three things our company is, and that's and that's who we stand for. Now we're not waving that flag and abusing the fact that we're veterans. Um, and the other thing is people need to see, okay, if you are veteran owned, what are you doing to support the veteran community or what are you doing to support your own local community? Um, you know, that, that's the other thing is if, if you're going to, if you're going to wave that flag, um, you've got to be willing to do good with your company at the same time. And that, you know, that's the kind of balance and, and direction I would, I would provide, provide veterans who, who are wanting to start their own business. Well, good advice from Dale King, co-founder of Doc Spartan. We've been speaking to him about his company. And Dale, if people are interested in finding out more about Doc Spartan, maybe checking out some of those products that you have, where should they go to do it? And specifically to find out about some of those holiday gift bundles that you guys are offering. Just just hit our website, DocSpartan.com, and um, uh, you'll see the uh, holiday gift guide right on our page. And for uh, for all our, for our listeners here, all you got to do is at the checkout enter code connecting vets, and uh, and we're going to give you guys twenty percent off now through uh, now through Christmas. Wow, fantastic! A deal for our listeners. Gotta love that, and gotta love Dale King of Doc Spartan. Our thanks to him for joining us on the show and keeping us up to date on what's going on with that veteran-owned company. Nice to see a veteran and a former military spouse working together and finding that kind of success. You've been listening to the Morning Briefing Wednesday edition. We'll be back bright and early tomorrow. Have a great day. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.